Hello, and welcome to Simple Man Sermons. The preachings of a simple man called by God to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Today truly is going to be a simple sermon. I am very blessed to be able to hike and I'm sitting by a beautiful mountain stream watching clear water run over the rocks and my puppy try and navigate it. The beautiful sunshine on a beautiful day. Listening to the clean water running over the smooth rocks. Clear and constant and beautiful. Reminds me of a few psalms. Psalm 19, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows us his handiwork. Similarly, Psalm 23, it reminds me of. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This truly will be a simple sermon. I don't have any reception where I am. I'm recording this. I'll upload it later. Just preaching into the cell phone to some trees and some rocks. So if I quote scripture today and you want to know what it is, the easiest way to do that is just going to be to go to Bible Hub or just put it in Google, the verse, and look it up where it is. So although I do always carry a Bible as part of my EDC, usually on my phone, since I am recording this on my phone, I think it would be more distracting to switch back and forth. So just like the verses just quoted, it will be, if not entirely, then mostly just by memory. This sermon's been on my spirit since earlier this week, a few different verses, but the main one didn't come to me until walking down this peaceful stream, which is why I started recording now. Don't quench the spirit. Without God, I can do nothing. And look that one up. Without God, I can do nothing. David wrote many psalms. I have one that's not scripture, but one that I've told myself, reminded myself of for, for many years. I am because God made me. I have because God gave me. And I love because God first loved me. I couldn't take a single breath without God. Every step that I took today, and I was recently reminded of that through a bad accident, every step that I take is a gift from God. I'm not guaranteed another day, another step, or another breath. It is only by God's leave, or I guess if you're not a military man, by God's grace, that I am permitted to breathe or think or have anything, experience anything in this world. And it's easy to get wrapped up in the things of this world and the cares of this world, the worries of this world, which Jesus warns us against. Do not worry about what you should eat or what you should wear. The body is more than clothing, and life's more than food. 
Don't run after the things of the world. So hopefully today will help us all have a paradigm shift back to the right way of thinking. One of the chief verses for this goes something like this. Do not say to yourselves, let's go into such and such a city and buy and sell and trade for a year and make a profit. For you do not know what will happen. Instead say, if God wills. I'm going to repeat that. Instead, say, if God wills, we'll do this thing or that thing. One is focused on self and one is focused on God. I shouldn't have to tell you if you're listening to this sermon that your primary focus always should be on God. But often we shift it to self. Often we shift it to self. I'll do this thing or that thing. You worry about it. You toil for it. But you buy worrying can't make yourself grow a single inch or add a single hair to your head why do you worry about so much and focus on your doing instead say if the lord wills because you can't do anything apart from god you can't take a single breath apart from god but god but god can do anything is there anything too hard for god the God that made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them, everything you experience with your senses, with your skin, with your eyes, with your ears, everything you smell and see and touch and sense, God made it all in the span of a week. The God that made that, the God that made you, the God that brought his people out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm that parted the sea, that destroyed numerous numbers of obstacles and peoples that were in the way of his chosen people. Has his arm been shortened? Has his strength gone away? No. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Without God, we can do nothing. But as Jesus says, with man it is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Or with God nothing is impossible. But with God all things are possible. He can part the sea, make a camel go through the eye of a needle. He can make the blind see and a poor man rich. So don't say, I will do this thing or that thing. Say, if God wills. And that's a thing that I've been trying to focus on recently and struggled with. Is not saying, I'm going to do something. Saying, if God wills, it'll be done. That takes a focus off of me and puts it where it belongs. On God, Because if God wants it to happen, then he'll make it happen. And if God doesn't want it to happen, I don't want to force it. Because God is smarter than me. He's stronger than me. He's braver than me. Without God, I can do nothing. Without God, I would not have anything. And if I have everything and I don't have God, it's all garbage. It's all rubbish. As Paul puts it, it's all dung. I'd count it all loss to gain Christ. Just like everything else in life, I couldn't do it without God. The greatest of all gifts, salvation. No matter how hard I try, no matter how hard I want to, I can't be justified by the law. I can't cease from sin. I can try, and we should all, do our best to stay away from sin by the grace of God. But I can't earn salvation I can never earn it. It is a free gift. 
If it was by works, it wouldn't be grace. Grace is a free gift, unearned, unmerited. Not because I deserve it, not because I earned it. Because God chose to give it to me. I am his chosen people. A holy nation. Special, set apart. Not because I earned it, not because of anything in me. Because God chose in his sovereign divine nature and his infinite goodness to have mercy he chose to save me not for he didn't die for me because I deserved it but because I was undeserving not because I was strong and could obtain it but because I needed saving for it is written while I was yet without strength in due time Christ died for the ungodly It's Simple Man Sermons, and I don't think any of this is new unless you're new to the gospel. But it's simple and it's powerful, and sometimes we all need a reminder. God didn't save me because I am good. He saved me because He is good. I am not justified because I am perfect. I am justified because His perfect Son bore the sin that I might live righteously. He became sin who knew no sin that I might become the righteousness of God in him. He became a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. See, one of the reasons, or I should say part of the story, is that I didn't grow up a Christian. And I looked other places for meaning in life. There are many other religions, which, by the way, are wrong. There is only one true Savior. Jesus says, nobody comes to the Father except by me. They are wrong, by the way. But no, there's many wonderful stories, much wonderful literature that man has made. But man can never, in his imagination, contrive a story by which a just and perfect righteous king stepped down from his throne and got spit on and whipped and slandered and mocked and crucified not for somebody that deserved it but for somebody that didn't even merit it that didn't want it that didn't deserve it for a righteous man one might dare to die but God shows his love for us in this that that while we were still sinners Christ died for us that's no man-made story that's God's divine nature and infinite love While I was yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. A God so perfect, a God so a God so loving, a God so strong, that has already done so much for me, that created me, that saved me, that made me out of his own divine love, and saved me through his own divine grace, that gave himself for me. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. That God... He saved me and he fights for me. Why would I try to do anything apart from God? Why should I try to do anything apart from God is probably a better way to put that. So if God wills, let us say if God wills. For as it is written, the tongue is an unruly evil man has tamed all manner of beast and bird. and Every kind of creature has been tamed by mankind, but what man can tame the tongue? Do not boast in your own strength or your own doing. What is First of all, we would have no strength if it wasn't granted to us by God. We didn't make ourselves and we don't give ourselves strength. God makes us and God 
gives us strength. So don't boast at it as if you had earned it or done something for it. Boast in the goodness of the one that gave it to you. And instead of boasting and saying, try thinking and praying. Instead of you saying what you're going to do, perhaps try asking, what does God want me to do? Or what is God's will? Because his will is better. He is smarter than we'll ever be. He is stronger than we'll ever be. He is infinitely strong and infinitely wise. There is nothing that God doesn't know. There is nothing that God can't do. His arm has not been shortened. So instead say, if God wills. Or by God's grace. As it is written, say, if God wills. Take the shift away from you, self, and put it where it belongs. Stop seeking self. How many times in life do you think that if you'll get this thing or do this thing or achieve this thing, you'll be happy? And then you're not. If you want to understand something, go to the one that made it and designed it. If you want to understand yourself, stop seeking self and start seeking God. He's the one that made you. He knows you better than you know yourself. He sees you wholly and completely as you are, perfectly. He is a perfect God. He knows you better than you know yourself. If you want to know about the meaning of life and who you are, don't focus on self. Focus on God. And if God wills, he'll reveal it. Thanks for listening, and have a blessed day.